Hello, welcome to FinTech Impact. I'm your host, Jason Pereira. Today on the show, we have Andrew Elfest, founder and president of FP Alpha. FP Alpha is a platform that's looking to bring artificial intelligence to comprehensive financial planning, but not specifically the financial plan itself, but all the surrounding areas that financial planning software doesn't necessarily address to the full depth that it could. And with that, here's my interview with Andrew. Andrew, thanks for taking the time today. Jason, great to be here with you. So Andrew Alfest, founder and president of FP Alpha. Tell us about FP Alpha. What FP Alpha does is it takes uh, documents like wills and trusts, tax returns, insurance policies, allows users to upload them. Then by using AI and other advanced technology, FP Alpha summarizes those documents, turns that information into actionable, holistic financial planning opportunities, creates elegant deliverables, and quantifies the value for advisors through those planning opportunities. So there is a lot for us to go and unpack there because what you just said leads to any number of questions for listeners. But let's start off with the history of FP Alpha. So what inspired you to start the company? What was the burning need? Yeah, well, I've been a, an advisor for over 17 years. Uh, so in addition to being founder of FP Alpha, I'm actually president of an RA in Midtown Manhattan that manages uh, about $1.5 billion. And uh, FP Alpha grew out of a, of a pain point that I had as an advisor and as a leader of, a, of an advisory firm. And it started way back in 2015. And one of uh, our advisors came in and he got a question from a client and he wanted some, some advice about how to answer it. And the question was, how are we different than a robo-advisor? This was in the, the early days of, of robo-advisors. And... <laughs> You know, I really didn't have a great answer off the tip of my tongue, and it really bothered the hell out of me. And so it got me thinking that about how, as an advisor, what do we do for clients that they want? What do we need to do for clients in the future to continue to thrive? What do robo-advisors do? What are they trying to do? And I got to this answer that what we do as advisors is that we provide a premium wealth management experience, and we charge more, sure but we provide so much more value for that fee that we charge. And so at Altfest, uh, as advisors, our clients are asking us for more help with all sorts of areas of planning, with tax and estate and insurance and lending. And we're happy to provide that help. And prospects love that help too. It was driving our conversion rates way up by having these conversations uh, well beyond uh, just a focusing on their portfolios, but providing help in these areas was crushing us. We just couldn't scale the work. And so what I was doing to be able to work to provide these services to our client base was I was working with attorneys and accountants and insurance brokers to build checklists and pages and pages of checklists. And I was working through family vacations. And then I was having our team read documents and wills and trusts and tax returns and insurance policies. And it's, it's great work uh, to do if you want to double your workforce, but I couldn't scale the work. And I also couldn't really ensure that there was consistency of the work across our firm and our advisors. So if I was having a conversation with a client and another advisor was having that same conversation, it would look different. It wouldn't be Starbucks where the coffee is the same. So I was taking a look at the financial planning software that we had available to us in the industry that we were using. And it really, when it comes down to it, it covers one problem, which is forecasting the sustainability of spending in retirement. It won't read a tax return and tell you where to save money or read a will and tell you how to reduce a client's state-to-state tax bill. 
So as advisors, what we are doing today is, and we're trying to remember something from a CE event that, that we attended two years ago, or we're Googling the answer for something, or just telling a client to see an attorney and wishing them luck. And so I, I really couldn't understand why I was reading about advances in AI and supercomputers, but I'm building repeatable processes and that really should be uh, left to, to software. And it felt like I was building road atlases in a day and age when we have Waze, which will tell you how to get from point A to B in the shortest amount of time. So just way too much thinking on my own. So that was the genesis of FP Alpha. And I started to network within the tech community. Ultimately, I met our CTO, who has a background in AI development. And we built the first beta version of FP Alpha. It was in use uh, at our wealth management firm since 2018. We refined the products and ultimately launched it uh, a little over a year ago at the T3 conference. And we have a lot of traction, users, people who are using our software to save time, to close business, to charge more for their services that they are providing and expand into new services and are very invested in our roadmap. And it's a, it's a very exciting time, a very time in which we're, we're doing things that are first of their kind. And so there's a lot of just pushing boundaries, a lot of innovation. We're not trying to, we're completely complementary to the software that is on the market today, retirement software. And so we're doing things that are first of its kind, and so it makes it it makes it very fun and to try to to imagine what will be helpful to the industry that doesn't exist today. So my goal, Jason, is to give all advisors a permanent edge over inferior competitors. I want to provide something that is unique to advisors and showcases our value add, and I want to make us indispensable to our clients today and into the future, so that my child, who is one, can be a financial advisor twenty years from now just like my parents who are both financial advisors help provide a, an opportunity for, for me to, to enter the profession. And so this has consumed me and it's what I want to give to my peers. And uh, we're really focused on trying to evolve financial planning into what I consider version 2.0, which from where it is today, which is really retirement planning, it's a holistic planning, complete wellness, where we can help clients with all their financial planning issues, but do that with minimal time by using advanced technology. And this is important to know because it will tell you where our roadmap is is headed. Because as much as we do today, there's so much more that we're adding to the software. So that's a little bit about uh, about my journey and in terms of how how we got here today and and what we're working. On. And I'll tell you when I when we first met and had the discussion about what you guys what it is you guys are working on, I thought to myself, oh man. First off, I've seen artificial intelligence applied to other areas like financial planning software. And I think that's incredibly exciting because the amount of time it takes to do that. And there's so many financial planning software options out there, especially in the US, that are good to great and really do the work well. But what you've been looking at with this is every area outside of that retirement illustration module, where essentially, you know, you're talking about tax, you're talking about estate, you're talking about expanding that to every other section that we talk that we look at as advisors. And when we first talked, they're like, well, that was the semi-obvious like gap in the market was everybody's been focusing on the one value prop of financial planning as opposed to the entire comprehensive approach. And I was very excited to see you guys applying artificial intelligence to that because further to your comment about how to differentiate from robos, it's more so 
I said this before on the podcast is that we as planners often or advisors just confuse our value sometimes. It's not in the heavy lifting of setting up accounts or managing the portfolios day to day or producing, spending 10 hours as is benchmarked by, by kids as to, to produce a financial plan. It's not in the heavy lifting. That is all the stuff that was the necessary evil work of getting to the end result of the diversified portfolio, the solid financial plan, the tax plan, all of that. That's all the heavy work that could have been systemized digitally, probably not a long time ago, but that was the end result, was that the heavy work is going to be taken away from us just like every other form of automation in this world. And some people are incredibly threatened by that, where they see the software and say, well, what does the, the client need me for? And my response is like, at the end of the day, the, I don't know, it's going to take a very unique type of person to take all their advice from a robot. I'm just saying like it, it's the end of the day, the human being is not going to match up with the digital output. If anything, we still, they're still going to need an expert who understands the why of what that platform arrived at. It's telling me to do this with my taxes. Why is it telling me to do that? Is that actually in line with what the client as a person is going to be okay with doing, right? Because sometimes the recommendations just are things that just don't sit with the, well with them behaviorally, right? So if anything, I'm truly excited by all this stuff because it is going to liberate so much more time to be client-facing and actually work with them to better their lives as opposed to just doing heavy lifting. So that's my diatribe on why I'm so excited about the stuff that you guys are working on. So you already touched on some examples. Let's talk about some actual like legitimate examples of the modules you've built so far and the value props. And I have the client engagement tool section of your website open up as a cheat sheet. So let's just go start top bottom if that's okay with you. So the first piece is your tax snapshot. This is your newest one. I, I got to sit on, 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 the, on the actual announcement of this and uh, was impressed. So tell me about how the tax snapshot works. Yeah. So the tax snapshot is, it's a really cool new development. And what it does in, in a nutshell is it allows an advisor to take a client's tax return, upload it through our software. That tax return is read in a very short period of time. And the information from that tax return is extracted and summarized. And it's summarized appropriate for the client of a, an advisor, a typical high net worth client, and even a client that is more affluent, uh, like a, any client from a Henry to a complex business owner. And then it's combined with recommendations that were built in the case of tax by over half a dozen CPAs. And so there, the, the algorithms, the information is combined with algorithms that lead, that CPA has built that lead to planning recommendations to, as to how to reduce taxes. So it's really, it's creating a couple of wow moments. The first is clients don't understand what's going on in their, their tax return, right? It's, it's like this document with all these technical words they don't know, AGI and taxable income, all sorts of things like that. And so we can summarize it in an easy way through FP Alpha. The second wow moment is, well, I've given you my tax return. Now, what can I be doing better? That's If I sent you my tax return, that's what I expect. And we have easily digestible recommendations with full explanations that you can share with a client around how they can reduce their taxes, whether it's a Roth conversion or bunching their contributions to go beyond the standard deduction and have a benefit from itemizing etc. And then increasingly, we're quantifying the value of those recommendations. So how much should I convert to a Roth IRA, for example? How much is that worth to the client or projected to be worth to the client over the course of their lives? So the advisor could get full credit for saving the client $200,000, for example. And that's a really high value moment in which the advisor is demonstrating their value. And to be quite frank, this is a service that we're finding advisors can charge more for and you're providing more value. 
you can take a piece of the value that you are providing in the form of a higher fee. And that's what we I've done as an advisor myself, in, in addition to our users. Well, it makes sense. Now we're back to the differentiation piece, right? Which we can, which will only be expanded upon by some of the other stuff. So you've done the the entire tax piece, which is fantastic. I mean, I've always said for years, the investing is one thing, but if I can move the needle on taxation, my God, is that is that going to have an impact? And in addition to that, I can't control markets, but there are certain things in tax filings we can absolutely control and they have a massive impact. So helping uncover, I mean, the fact that you've gone to so many subject matter experts and helped uncover things that are very easily missed, and especially, my goodness, in US tax code, which when you're involved in the, in the cross-border multinational space, you get to see tax codes in a couple of countries, and man, do you guys win the cake for complexity. It is, it is nuts. So you focused on tax there. You know, Talk to me about the estate planning pieces you built now as a secondary, um, a secondary offshoot. Yeah, so in estate planning, it works in a similar way. Uh, we allow users to take their clients' legal documents, a will, a trust, upload those documents through FP Alpha. FP Alpha uses AI to extract information from those documents and understand what that information is, which is you have different attorneys who can write things in different ways. So that information is understood from through the, the AI, the natural language processing that's in FP Alpha. And then that information is combined with algorithms that were built again by over half a dozen attorneys. And then recommendations around planning opportunities are provided to advisors. And so, you know, perhaps this client lives in New York and their net worth just grew over the New York state exemption. And they're now subject to that nasty New York state estate tax uh, that went over the cliff and have no idea about it. And by utilizing simple planning strategies, you can save a client a half a million dollars or more. So, that's what we're doing with an estate. Again, we're, we're taking something that's normally very complicated, that takes a lot of time to provide, and we turn that into uh, something that is much simpler and easier to provide and allows you to provide it not just to your Rockefeller client, <laughs> but uh, to all of your clients. And that's what we're after. Uh, so I can, I can even tell you, um, I was using this for a client that I personally work with and he was the, the typical executive. So when he came into our office, he was a, as a new client, he sat at the head of the table. So that's the executive. There's you know, the power our, move. <laughs> our office, but uh, he's at the head of the table. So great guy, very well accomplished. He had very defined goals. I want $10 million by this age, goal-oriented. And he needed help in many areas. So he had a young family. He had a child with his first wife, another with his second wife that he is now uh, married to. And he, he had... Lots of areas he needed help with. He didn't have enough life insurance. He didn't have enough disability insurance. He had equity compensation, great tax planning around, opportunities around that compensation. So lots for FP Alpha to help with. But he said, I need help in all my areas of planning, except uh, one area, which is estate planning. And that's because I just had my will done. So we eventually got to estate planning, gave us his will, gave us his revocable trust, and we uploaded it through FP Alpha. Now, what we found and what FP Alpha alerted us to is that he was leaving everything to his second spouse outright, which in effect means that he was disinheriting the child from his first marriage. He also, there are also other things within the estate plan. He was, he had minor children. They were named as trustees of their trusts. Lots of things in there that, that shouldn't have been in there. And I really think estate planning in general is going to be 
once in, this is going to grow this year to be a, a once in a lifetime opportunity to help clients with all the legislation that we have coming down the pike. But we went on to, to uploading the tax return, finding tax planning opportunities. So the, these are all services that you can charge more for. What in a very short amount of time, in an hour you can do through FP Alpha has tremendous value. And it's, it's really life-changing. I mean, how, if you just imagine this individual, if he had passed away and he had disinherited his first child, what she would have felt like. So the tremendous value that you're providing and we're providing as advisors, just well beyond portfolio management. And no matter how you're charging for it, AUM fee or retainer fee, the average fee out there is an investment management focus fee. And maybe some retirement planning um, you know, added. But if you're bringing all these other areas to the table, you really can be charging at the upper end because you're providing so much more value. And um, as a result, we've repriced our services. I agree. I mean, the best way to win the pricing against commodities is not to be a commodity, right? At the end of the day, you've created a very differentiated service to provide a tremendous value. And that simple example, as I always say too, when I get questions about, well, why you versus the cheaper option? It's like, well, let's discuss value for money. If you're looking for someone to execute investments at the cheapest level, then an advisor is not your option. Like go to a robo. I have no problem with them. They're great for a purpose. But if you want someone to comprehensively look at your life, which by the way, the example you just gave is a perfect one of, you know what? He went and got his estate planning done in a silo. That silo failed to consider all the other dynamics going on in his life. And unless you have someone being the air traffic controller at 50,000 feet of all the different areas of your of your financial planning in life, it's going to lead to suboptimal outcomes. In some case, catastrophic suboptimal outcomes. So right up my alley, again, one of these things where <laughs> I think one of the first things I said to you is like, any plans on coming to Canada? I say that as a joke because I know you have no plans. Most American firms don't. But nevertheless, it's, it makes me, leaves me incredibly jealous of what you guys are playing with down there. And you know, let's go back and contemplate how long it would have taken, right? I mean, I, I'm not going to beat the insights. No matter how many wills I, beat, I read, I'm not going to beat the insights of a couple of dozen seasoned estate planners who basically write these things at a very highly proficient level. I'm not going to beat the insights of a bunch of accountants who deal with the complexities of tax on a daily basis. Yes, I'll be able to provide value and, and learn a bunch of tricks myself as an individual and get to a certain level of proficiency. But my goodness, to have all that distilled into something where I can upload a PDF and have it spit out within less than a minute, here's the reality of the situation. And you need to look in these areas and tell me where to shoot. Hugely valuable. Yeah, I know, I'm, Jason, I know I'm preaching to the choir and uh, we'll get to Canada <laughs> one day. So, and, and we'll, we'll- And your we'll first purchase. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, those are, correct me if I'm wrong, those are the two major areas you've tackled as far, tax and estate, correct? Have you looked, where else do you plan on going with this at this point without giving away too much of your roadmap? Yeah, so it's, it's an incredibly uh, fun and fruitful time for us. And we're doing many things. And so- we have tax estate, we're extending and we have insurance. We cover all aspects of personal insurance and lending. And what we're doing is we're summarizing it, people's policies and people's situations in all of insurance and, and increasingly in other areas. So we're today we're providing rec planning recommendations throughout these areas. And now we're creating additional visual deliverables uh, to summarize when someone uploads, let's say, their homeowner insurance and their auto insurance or their long-term care policy. So there's, there's this extension into summaries as well as into combined with, with the recommendations, the algorithms that we already have from the you know, attorneys and the accountants and the insurance brokers that are in the software. We're also 
and have been working for quite some time on a prospect tool. And this is really cool because this is going to be the first of its kind tool within holistic financial planning to uh, be uh, prospects uh, facing and, and to help shorten the, the sales cycle and close prospects at a higher rate by using holistic planning combined with AI. So how it works is it uh, prospects will be able to go to an advisor's website. They'll have a link on the advisor's website to put in information about themselves. And with minimal information about a prospect, the prospect will get a, a health score and a report that shows planning opportunities for them that are very likely to apply to them. So this is um, based on predictions, very much like uh, Netflix predicts what type of movies you'll like and with a high degree of accuracy. You probably don't get past the first five before being able to select something, right? And we'll be able to predict what planning opportunities are relevant to a potential client with minimal information. Now, the advisor will get that same information and, and a lot more, that same report. And it's, it's a way to engage a prospect um, to get them to, to take action. And also to use this information throughout the, the prospect um, process for the advisor to have access to information around um, planning opportunities holistically that will allow the advisor to build trust and with a prospect early on to differentiate from others who are just you know, helping with one part of their financial lives, the portfolio and cash flow planning. And I think this is really great, particularly in, in the digital environment that we're in and are very likely to stay in, you know, even if we, as we return to, to more in-office meetings, to be in this you know, hybrid environment of where boundaries are not as relevant and people feel comfortable working with advisors digitally, but to overcome challenges around the trust side where it's easier to close a prospective client when you're sitting down in person with the prospect or showing them your, your beautiful office. Or, but when you don't have that, how do you build that trust? How do you, how do you showcase your value? And uh, this is our answer. So it's going to help across the spectrum of holistic financial planning. So, I mean, it's, uh, again, the, the prospect thing is interesting because I see a number of plays like this and it makes total sense. Now you're not just a tool advisors use to service their client, you're a tool advisors use to bring in new clients, which is a completely different value, value proposition and something that frankly should be reflected in premium pricing as well, because, hey, it's not just about keeping your clients happy. It's about also paying for itself in new clients altogether. So fantastic. Fantastic. So before we wrap up, there's three questions I want to ask everybody that I ask everybody that kind of end on a positive note. And the first one is, so if you had one wish for something you could change in your company or in the industry as a whole, what would it be? It stumps everyone, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think where I would, would change is in the industry and where I think is a, a great opportunity for all of us is to have technology that is built for advisors, innovations that come out that are for advisors and not innovations that come out that are for consumers and then sold to advisors as another line of business from the technology companies or adopted uh, from the consumer side and then given to advisors. I think we as an industry, we need our own proprietary technology that showcases our value not and it is not available to consumers. Well, I, I'll echo that in a slightly different way. I think what I've seen is 
consumer-facing technologies that are repackaged and bundled for advisors. And the problem is, is that when you're a consumer-facing technology, you got to keep it simple to the nth degree because the consumer will never understand the level of complexity that a trained professional will. And the problem is when you try to go from the incredibly simple system to the more complex one that does everything the advisor needs, inevitably, that's not what the people were there for. That's not necessarily the expertise within that firm. And it's always, I, I see it as a real challenge for a lot of these companies to go from consumer-facing to advisor-facing. I think it's a lot easier to start from a, you're meeting the advisor needs, how do we take the key actual learning items that come out of this and distill it into something that is consumer friendly versus advisor friendly? I think that is just in terms of the development path for how value is provided is significantly greater. But I think a lot of it goes back to the original founders of the company and their view, right? If they're coming out because they want to service consumers, they're going to take that slant, right? And they're not necessarily going to be able to think to the next level of what it is that professionals are doing. So it's an interesting challenge, but I, I agree. With, I, I won't say it's so much proprietary is that the reality is, is that even if the system does a lot of this stuff for us, the understanding or the level of knowledge you have to have to understand the why the system did what it did. And to understand, again, as I said before, if this matches the client or not and, and correct for where the reality doesn't match the recommendation, that is an expertise on itself that cannot be replaced. And from that standpoint, it's not about, to me, it's not about proprietary. It's about doing all the stuff that I would do otherwise, but making it so much faster and more effect effective. Anyway, that's my rant again. So second question for you is what's been the biggest challenge in getting the company to where it is today? Huh. I think they're, they're, what we're doing, there are lots of interesting things that you find. I mean, first, what we're doing is is different. And I didn't want to create software that existed. I didn't want to try to make a slightly better version of something that was already on the market. And as a result, when you create something that's different, you get some challenges in terms of just like how to explain it. I mean, so that's always, I think, a challenge when you're creating a new category and you're innovating. And so how do you explain you know, holistic planning and the automation of documents and to recommendations. And how do you explain that um, so people get it right away? So we've, we've had to think about that and had a, a, you know, a couple of versions of our website. And, and I think you just they're prioritizing what we're working on, which is you have things, we have so many things that we're working on introducing to the software to take, to take financial data that we all have as advisors, and turn it into actionable planning. But then you have you have all these future developments and you have to balance that with things that make the software even more helpful today. So there could be, you know, very small things. It could be additional integrations. So I think that that's always a challenge, but we've been able to meet that challenge. And so, you know, we started off by integrating with all the major CRM companies, which we have done in the, in the first year. And we, are working on integrating with some of the big retirement software companies, investment accounting software companies. But at the same time, we, we have all of these new innovations that are coming out, um, some, some I've discussed and, and many others. So we're, we're having to balance kind of like the day-to-day, -day, just make this better and more useful with minimizing duplicate data entry when, when some of this information that we pull in uh, is in the CRM already that advisors use with launching new features. And so I think that that's one uh, challenge and, and that we've, we've worked on. Yeah. <laughs> Disparity of data across silos is definitely a challenge for everyone. <laughs> Last question for you before we wrap up is what excites you the most about what it is you're working on and gets you, keeps you getting up in the morning to fight the good fight? Yeah. So what, what I love doing is I love what I'm passionate about is, is I'm passionate about 
making advisors more indispensable for their clients. And that's my goal. This is, this is what I consider to be my contribution to the profession, helping peers help their clients. And I'm simply driven by that. Uh, I'm simply driven by making sure that, that as advisors, that we have a very successful future as an industry, that we are even more indispensable to our clients, that we're not going to be travel agents <laughs> and replaced by technology but that we're going to be um, enhanced uh, and by the technology that's out there to provide a, a more indispensable service. So that's, that's what I love doing. That's, that's what gets me out of bed and making this all-consuming you know, initiative that, that I am working on and, and have been working on for a number of years. Well, and I'll commend you because it goes beyond that, right? Because at the end of the day, the only way advisors are to be indispensable to their clients is to provide greater and greater levels of value over time. So for every advisor you make more indispensable, you make them, their time more valuable and their outcomes for those clients more positive. So what can I say? You're, you're trying to make advisors' lives better, makes people's lives better. So well done. So Andrew, thank you very much for your time. Very much appreciated. Thank you, Jason. It's been a, it's been a pleasure. And that was my interview with Andrew Altfest of FP Alpha. I sincerely hope you take the time to go check out what it is they're working on. It is truly, truly exciting. And I'm very excited to see where it goes and uh, hope to one day have such technologies at my disposal. As always, if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, take care. This podcast was brought to you by Woodgate Financial, an award-winning financial planning firm catering to high net worth individuals and their families. To learn more, go to woodgate.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, or find more episodes at jasonperera.ca.